Welcome to another episode of The Illustrious Gentleman, the place where comic book artists and top blokes Scott Garleski and Ryan Cody talk about life, work, comics and booze. Follow the show on Twitter at TIG underscore show. Don't forget to let us know what you're drinking while you're listening to the show. Go on yourself, big man. episode's a chore. As you can probably hear, I'm using my mobile recording device, the H1 Handy Recorder, uh, and I'm outside at a pool at a hotel at an undisclosed location in the flight path, apparently, so you, you guys are just going to have to deal with that. You can figure it out. Because, yeah, I just wanted to... Uh, I just wanted to be by the pool today. Some so eagle-eared fan is going to triangulate your position. Right. Uh, there's a. I, I will give you a hint for anyone familiar with the, the Phoenix metropolitan area. I'm staring at a giant mountain with an A on it. <gasps> so, come visit. Let's have a drink. Okay. Uh, this is episode. If I'm correct, the A this is, is for the first letter of the alphabet. Episode one twenty five of the illustrious gentleman. This is a uh, it's a podcast hosted by myself, Ryan Cody, and uh, my co-host Scott Gadleski. I'm we Scott. We're comic book artists. I'm Ryan. We're comic book artists, and uh, we shoot the shit about pop culture topics, so much uh, comic shit. books, freelancing, what have you. Um, normally, we would share a cocktail while we're chatting, but I think Scott may or may not be, seeing as how he's got a house full of children. Uh, is that true, Scott? Are you drinking today or not drinking today? I am drinking a lovely cherry Dr. Pepper. Disgusting. Sounds Alcohol like content waiting to happen. 3.6%. Okay, well, I did smuggle in some alcohol to the pool, which is against <gasps> against the rules. But I'm, I'm nothing if not a rule breaker. So uh, I have a uh, Golden Road Brewing... I don't have the can anymore, but I think that's what it is. Golden Road Brewings uh, Ride On IPA. R-I-D-E-O-N IPA. It's a 6.4 IPA. Uh, I'm drinking it out of a sneaky container that's not the can, so I can't give you any more information, and I did not pull up any <laughs> beer advocate, so you're going to uh, you're gonna have to soothe yourself without any beer advocate theater today. Right. All right, Scott. Anything, anything, anything new or fun you're into, or do you just want to get into this and get it over with? Uh, I want to get in and get out. All right. Cool. So we are doing. Both of us, I think, thought this was going to be an easy episode to research and a fun one to do, and I think we're both disappointed it, it, in how I, much of a choice you know, this was. Had I known what this was going to entail, I would have given it more time. I, I feel like well, this is a much... really fun one. Like this, this could be this could this could be really good. Like there, it, after I had gotten into it, I thought to myself, "Oh, we should do it this way," but uh, we won't do it that way. Maybe we'll do another topic that way, but we're going to do this this way. Right. You dig? We, we are gonna take right, we are gonna take something that should be fun and one of my favorite franchises in comics 
and we're going to, uh, much like the recent movies, we're going to make it lifeless and dull. So uh, sit back and don't buckle up because it's not that kind of ride. Uh, today we are going to talk about what we would do if we were in charge of the X-Men in an MCU universe film. Yes. That, I ended that, that, I ended that with a question mark. That is what we will I, do. Okay. Uh, do you want to start with our cast? This is the Dark Phoenix of Dark Phoenix episodes. Right. <laughs> right. And Sunny Phoenix. Ooh, I, I said too much. People might know where I'm at. Um, okay. Do you, why don't we go through cast, and why don't you start? Oh, you want to get... Okay, yeah. That's what we're doing, right? What was yeah. the idea? Are, are we explaining the movie itself, or are we just doing cast? Yeah. Uh, I wrote a cast and kind of a movie synopsis that's not thrilling at all, but it's there. It's on paper. I spent time to write it, so we might as well talk about it. But, yeah, let's go with our cast. Um, okay. All right. So uh, I only have five main cast members written down. I don't know have you, how extended you went. I just you. I just uh, casted my last one. I have one, two, three, four, five, six. Six is all I've got, uh, and they're all X-Men because I don't have anything on the, the villains. I don't know mm-hmm. who my villains are. I don't really think it matters either. In, okay. in this well, let's, first uh, let's, one, I don't think it matters. Okay, let's start at the jump then. Uh, who is who's your cat? What characters do you, are you going to have in it? And then okay, then we'll do you, your you want me to? Okay, let's. You want to run through that? Who's you your, who's your to, team? Yeah, who's your my team? roster? All Please. right. Well, Xavier, obviously. Right. Sure. Uh, I went with Bradley Cooper. As Xavier, I know he's the voice of Rocket, but he has not been on screen. That is an out of the box choice. I wanted somebody cool and charismatic, somebody you would listen to, somebody you want to hang out with, because um, I think Xavier is kind of a slimy shit underneath. Uh, I, I think his powers of like telekinesis and telepathy and garbage really kind of mirror sort of his manipulative sort of intentions for things. I think he masquerades as a uh, as a philanthropist and a do-gooder, but really he's kind of a a slime bag. Wow, I didn't know you had such strong feelings about uh, Charles Xavier. Uh, Okay, so uh, Bradley Cooper, would would you make him shave his head? No, I would not. I want that luscious... Those luscious locks. Okay. All right. Uh, who's next on your roster? Uh, I have Cyclops. Obviously. Snore. Okay. Sure. I have a feeling I know where you're going with this. So who's oh, your Cyclops you? actor? Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't think you know where I'm going with this. Okay. My Cyclops, I have... Uh, casted John Boyega as Cyclops. Nice, I like. I'm that. bringing him over like from that. Star Wars. Yes, I like that. He's on my list too as an alternate, Mister Boyega. Um, okay, Cyclops, John Boyega, Professor X. Who's next? Uh, I've got Phoenix because I hate the name Jean Grey. We're just gonna go with okay. Phoenix. I'm not gonna explain it. I don't care. 
Uh, right. I'm doesn't need an explanation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going with Emma Stone. Ooh. She was not in a MCU movie. But she has no, been in comic books. No, it's not yet. Right, right. Good choice. Redhead, cute, funny. Good job. I don't know why I felt like I had to say that. I didn't say John Boyogia was cute and funny. I don't know why. I feel like I guess I'm part of the problem. Uh, capable, capable actress. Uh, okay. Uh, it, it would next be Beast. Uh, yeah. How'd you know? Because I think you're going to do the original five X-Men. Oh, but I'm not. Okay. Who's your Who's your actor for Beast? Beast is Joel Kinnaman. Yes, uh, I like I like him. Uh, yeah, I, wasn't he in Suicide Squad? Uh, he yes, was, he was in Suicide Squad. He was on a he show was called The Soldier Killing Guy. Sure, um, he always struck me as sort of like a. He's Robocop. He, he's lanky. He's got like a. Okay. He's got like a. Uh, an ape sort of body. He's got long arms and a long torso. He's already got sort of like a cat-like face. So, and I like that. I like that right. beast. So do- I like. Uh, I like whatever that is. The cat beast, lion face, whatever. Right. Okay, so your your beast yep, is uh, I like blue it. and furry and cat faced. The Stuart yes. beast from all new X Men. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, he would be right. my stand-in. Okay. So he he's um. I really like the idea of uh, Nightcrawler, just this uh, as a representation of a, a of a mutant with the the physical the unfortunate physical appearance that his powers uh-huh. gave him or whatever so i would give that to beast right okay and then i got rogue um, oh yeah so you're not you're not doing the original 5 you liar <laughs> uh rogue uh naya rivera yes. i went with for rogue uh I don't know if I, I you don't know, know who, who that, that is. is. You would know her from Glee. Uh, I don't know what else nope. she's been in. Uh, look her up. I think she. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't care. Who cares? No, I just think it's. I think it's funny that you said I would know her from Glee. That's the last thing I would know anybody <laughs> from. Uh, but all well, right, I'm so, speaking uh, to the see. audience now. When I say oh. you, I oh, don't I mean thought, you. Oh. I mean them. I thought. I thought you meant the singular me. All right, let's uh, let's let's keep going. Yeah, you give me your last. Uh, Ice Iceman's my right. last one. Ooh, okay. And I went with uh, so an actor named Tyler Posey. He's uh, Teen Wolf on the MTV show. Okay. Yeah, he he sort of looks like a Hispanic uh, Andrew Garfield. Why? Oh, so you have no Angel? You have Rogue instead of Angel on your your X Men original lineup. Uh, was that to have another yes. female in your cast, or was okay? Yeah, I kind of was. I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel you. So uh, so is that your whole team? So what do you got? Uh, uh, Professor X, obviously Cyclops, Beast, Phoenix. Rogue. Yeah, th- those would be the characters I would give the most speaking lines to. Right. Of course. Right. Well, you can't give any speaking lines to uh, Lockheed, the Dragon. <laughs> Uh, geek geek joke, geek joke. 
Uh, okay. Solid team. Solid team. I uh, have a team of five. That's what I said previously. And uh, the only character we have, the only two characters we have that overlap are Beast oh. and Professor wow. X. So I'll start with those two. Uh, Professor X, I went with someone who was already in a actually was already in an X-Men movie, but he played a villain and he was not in an MCU movie and okay. it's Oscar Isaacs. Okay. Is my Professor X. I have a man crush I have a man crush on him. I would I would do the bald cap. I would do the I would think I would do the wheelchair, but I don't know if the wheelchair is necessary, but the bald head is necessary. For me, my beast it's going to be – I didn't think about a voice, but I. it's going to be CGI because I also like the exact same beast you do, the big blue furry cat face beast. Um, I didn't think of a voice. I, it's For some reason, that didn't even cross my mind. So it's got to be someone with like a deep, booming voice. Um, let's see. I can't think of anybody right now. What is going on with our sound? Whatever. Anyways, moving on. I'll try to think of somebody for Beast's voice. Someone I like that does voiceover work. Um, uh, next on my team, I'm surprised you didn't have this guy on your team. You got to have a Wolverine, especially if you're launching a franchise. Disagree. You got to have a Wolverine in there. Mm, okay. Uh, so uh, my backup for him was John Boyega. I thought that'd be kind of a cool casting is have John Boyega as Wolverine. Um, but uh, my choice for him is Tom Hopper. Who? Hopper listeners would know as space boy space boy in umbrella academy um dude's like ripped to shit he's big like i don't i'm not i don't not one of those people who feel like uh wolverine has to be like short and shit like Mm. he is in the comics um so this guy's this guy's like big and buff and he he can act kind of like a like grizzled kind of guy Uh, i think he'd be a really good wolverine and he's and he's fairly fairly young i want to say maybe early 30s so he could play him for a good 20 uh, years if he had to. Huh. Uh, yeah. So he was Space Boy. He was Space yeah. Boy in Umbrella Academy, and he was in, like, two episodes of Game of Game of Thrones. Um, I don't know what else. Huh. I've, obviously, he's probably been in more Okay. Stuff. That's where I know him from. All right. Um, uh, next would be uh, Storm, because I think the Wolverine-Storm combo is great, and I think... You need. A st- I always like Sto- Storm as the leader of the X Men. I always thought she was better than like Cyclops in that regard. So, um, my Storm, first of all, would definitely be Mohawk Storm. There's no way it's not a Mohawk Storm, uh, and like the punk rock Storm too. I don't need like the, the you know the costume with the cape and shit. I like punk rock Storm, and it would be uh, Zoe Kravitz. Okay. Zoe Kravitz. I think I know who daughter that is. of. Lenny. She was in. Um, she's been in a lot of stuff, but she was in uh, Mad Max. She played one of the the girls in Mad Max. Um, oh yes, okay. So yeah, she'd be my pick. Uh, yeah, she. She um and you know and she, she looks, looks shockingly uh, like her dad. Hang on, I'm gonna scroll down here real quick. Yeah, but she also has that kind of like um. Kind of like a European look almost, where I think Storm, like Storm should have that. Like Storm should have a kind of uh, European sort of global look. Um, so Zoe Kravitz has that. Um, and then uh, my last member is, and I like the dynamic of this character with Wolverine, it would be a young Shadowcat. So she kind of is the rogue of the, of the reboot, like a young character 
that uh, Wolverine can take under his mm. under his claws. <laughs> 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 and uh, I would go with Chloe Grace Moritz. Yeah, I I considered Chloe her for Grace Rogue. Moritz, who was uh, you're right. Same kind of character, same kind of dynamic. Um, she was a uh, right. girl and kick-ass. Ages ago. And she's still fairly young, so... Right. Still fairly young, so that dynamic works as far as the characters go. And I think she can play younger, so I think that works if you want to have, like, a teenage shadow cat. Uh, so that's my cast. I think it's a strong, strong cast, except for my pick of Beast with no actor attached other than CGI. And it's got to be good cgi too like you got to put all the money in yeah it'll be fine um and i want him to be i want him to be huge too i want i want beast to be like twice the size of a normal person you know like i like the big i like the idea of the big bruiser uh hank who's just a genius but just looks like a monster i like that. yeah i would want him to look like the the animated version of beast from beauty and the beast not the, not the live action garbage, kind of hunched over, like walking on his knuckles, right. oh. sort of. <laughs> right, right. There you go. So that's that's my voice actor then for Beast is uh, Ron Perlman, because oh. he has history playing playing a Beast, and uh, there you go. Uh, he has a good voice for it. So that'd be that'd be my voice for Beast, um, and he also has a face that kind of looks like a cat Beast face. He could almost do motion capture yeah. with his face. Um, Right. Okay. Uh, Scott, why don't you tell us how you... First of all, would you make a big deal about the X-Men coming into the MCU? Or would you kind of act like... Like, I kind of acted like they were just always there. Like, I wasn't going to make a big deal about them coming to the MCU. Uh, No. I I think there are three ways to do it. Um, Hit it. The way I went with is... So, like, the sort of the... Uh, the the not like the backstory um whatever this is how i would roll them in yeah it obviously it would be phase Please. four garbage and you have to tie it to the snap so right that's i tie yeah so right, I, right, I, that's right. one of the three ways in my brain to do it the other would be to do alternate timeline uh, and then the other way would be to do... They'd always been there, but nobody ever knew about it. That's, which right. is garbage. I think those other two things are garbage. So, oh, okay. I mean, we, we had... It's going to be a fun we second half of the show. three Infinity Snaps over five years, right? And in Endgame, they talked about it releasing giant quantities of gamma radiation. So... It, it it's it's okay. the same thing as what happened to the Hulk. So, it, it after the first snap, the the you know people mutants start popping up, and then after the second snap you get more, and after the third snap it happens even more. So now there's people popping up all over the place. Okay, so you're saying somehow the snap creates yeah. Mutants. Um, yeah, kind of, you know, like okay. what happened to uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. What happened to Deadpool in the Deadpool movie right. where they released his latent whatever. That sort of garbage. Okay. So, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't really have to be explained. It can just be like one byproduct of the snap. Is that right. Have the and, gene yes. And, and so right. you don't... Th- it, 
it's not uh, an analog for puberty anymore. So people of all ages, all across the world, are right. developing these things. Right. So you could have a, you know, you could right. have a beast that's twenty years older than Cyclops, and it, yeah, you okay. could do whatever you wanted to. All right, yeah, yeah. There could even be a fun scene where like a ninety-five-year-old bedridden. Like old man, all of a sudden gets like speed powers or some shit. Like he just gets up and he's like Quicksilver or something, you know? Exactly. Um, yeah, right. I like that. That's smart. That's already better than anything I wrote on this piece of legal yellow paper that I have in front of me. Ooh. Thank, thank you for that. I like that. I like that idea. Oh, uh, yeah. Th- you're welcome. Yes. Do you have an actual like plot of a movie? No, not really. I uh, I would have uh, uh, Charlie Xavier be uh, Good old uh, like an independently wealthy politician, like the Kennedy brothers. And after the first snap, he's one of the first ones okay. to start gaining these abilities. Uh, and then, as more okay. and more mutants sort of pop up, he leaves his whatever senatorship or whatever the fuck he is congressman uh and he um partners up with pepper and stark industries and the avengers to set up these metahuman academies all over the world because all of a sudden these regular people have superpowers that they have no idea what to do with so i i guess that my my first movie would focus on like the north american academy before going global like the Hogwarts of mutants. Yes. Exactly like that. Okay. Okay. So is there like a... If there was going to be a villain, would it just be one of these people who... Would it be an, a villain we know? People going out of control well, and other I, people I, have to stop it. When you like start extrapolating the idea that just people start popping up with superpowers, then you get into the idea of like a... All of all of these different sort of factions, like recruiting as many of these people as possible, right? So you'd have like terrorist organizations, and you know, uh, you know, right? Your 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 brotherhood, right? That sort liberation of front. Um, all of these different uh, countries recruiting as many of these people as they could. Uh, you'd have um, like rogue nations, right? Like uh, like North Korea and. Uh, uh, you know, Scotland, uh, just, <laughs> right. Yeah. Just scooping up these people and turning them into weapons. Uh, I get that. but I, I, like that. I, I don't know um, who the villain is. I, I almost put Magneto in my cast, but I wanted to have him be part of the international exploration, maybe in the second movie. So uh, I don't I don't know okay. I don't know what you do like I don't know anything about Mister Sinister really. Uh, uh, it, it it could could it, it could be just like uh, you you could do some version of the Brotherhood with like uh, like an American anti-government militia sort of of superpowers. Uh, yeah, I like Whatever. that. I mean, you obviously you would obviously. You would obviously have people that are already full-blown criminals that would get these right. abilities 
who would immediate, immediately just continue being full-blown criminals. So, yeah, you would have that kind of Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I, I'd have to think on it more. I, I don't know where that goes, but it seems like some sort of a partnership with the Avengers is uh, a natural sort of thing that would happen. Okay, so I didn't I didn't think about this when I wrote mine, but I'll think on it now that I'm going to ask you the question. But who would you, if you were going to have one character like cross over and make a cameo to tie it more into the MCU, who who do you think would work in your kind of film? Like, what character would you? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Like the Falcon showed up in Ant Man. Like, who uh, have, what I want you know, like, to do? Two minutes to kind of tie uh, everything together. I want to have rogue steal some of captain marvel's powers and that's how she gets hers so i would have okay captain marvel i would have (sighs) yeah i guess you're gonna have falcon right since he's like the new cap um right who else uh science stuff who's there's no science guy left i guess it's professor hulk now yeah yeah, you got Smart Hulk. Uh, who else? I guess you you do you, you might have like Michael Douglas and oh, Evangeline yeah. Lilly. They're supposed Hank to be Pym. smart, but yeah. that's more Pym yeah. particles, right? Yeah, it, it'd um, be something in that vein. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like uh, if you're gonna have your rogue fly. I like having a scene where she gets her powers to fly. From yeah. So, some rescue something or other. You know. Uh, it, it, I guess Captain Marvel doesn't really rescue buses full of kids dangling from a bridge or anything since she can fly <laughs> at the speed of light and destroy spaceships and garbage, but something right. like that. That's, yeah, that's probably beneath her. All right, okay. All right. Yeah, I like the, I also like the idea, like, you don't necessarily need a big villain. You could even have it to where, like, you have some mutants that are just so powerful that they're you know, they can't control it, and that itself becomes a danger that has to be... Like, you don't necessarily have to fight a bad guy. You could just kind of, like, try to wrangle someone that's... Yeah, Shadow King or something. I don't know. Another another telepathy guy who's, you know, making uh, Mm -hmm. whatever, like uh, suicide soldiers out of these poor people that have these abilities all of a sudden right i like that i think i thought a little too comic book literal like it never even crossed my mind to just make a new villain like it doesn't have to be a villain from the comics because people are going to see these movies either way so i think i really tried to make mine too like fit too much into the constraints of a comic book i wasn't necessarily thinking about like the mcu and how you can change things like you're talking about professor x being like a like a Kennedy, essentially. Like that didn't even cross my mind to change any of these characters from what I know from comics. Yeah, let's hear it. I'm the bra. Okay, so again, there's a lot of things that I liked in yours that I think um, are going to tie in with mine. Two things specifically. One is the snap, right? So, in my story, mutants have kind of like um, always been there, but they've kind of been. Um, kind of like behind the scenes, like I think Charles Xavier is worried that if the U.S. government knows there's like a four-year-old that can, you know, teleport, that they're going to try to raise these kids and groom these kids. And 
put them in like camps yeah, and I, all that. Yeah, I I kind of thought about it's, that when you're introducing these characters in a world populated by superhumans already. Uh, I right. I don't think the fear angle works. Right. My my theory is though that a lot of these heroes that have popped up, let's say in the MCU universe, they've all popped up in the last like you know five, six, seven years. They've already all been adults. Like, would would the how would oh yeah react if there was a like yeah two year old who could because I, I would I didn't, I didn't take puberty into it. I'm just saying they're yeah. born with powers. So what would you do if a two year oh two yeah year old has a I I would get a government earthquake. being right nervous. Yeah, for sure. Right. Right. So that's kind of that's kind of my thing. So in my thing, um, you have Professor X who's been kind of recruiting and and he has the school and he's kind of training mutants, but his big thing is like we have no one can know we exist we have you know and meanwhile you'll see like maybe you'll see like tv clips where they're they they're following the events of the avengers and shit like that and even i thought it'd be neat to like like go back into some of those old avengers movies and like maybe have some mutants kind of helping out like helping to get civilians out of kind of like the ancient one on the rooftop yeah, kind of like that, or you know, you do some shit like that, or yeah, exactly. So you have the you have the Avengers fighting whoever, and then on the street level, you have like uh, someone who can teleport, just like grabbing people out of harm's way or whatever. But they're basically, it, it, he he's telling everybody we have to stay quiet, we have to stay quiet. Um. Uh. So, but then he gets caught up in the snap. So so Professor X is gone in the snap along with a bunch of different mutants obviously uh so uh but so then the stark snap brings him back five years later um while he was gone oh wait that's a different see i I had like four different ideas i like that scratching so he comes back he comes back from the snap and tries to like reevaluate what if what he was doing was correct you know because in his mind people all these mutants died and then now mutants are all coming back but so my my story involves time travel so because he came back and other mutants came back the future was changed so there's a villain called bastion Mm -hmm. who's like a a human kind of sentinel sort of uh he travels back in time because his future now is being altered because professor x was supposed to die in the snap so when he came back, he altered the future. So Bastion has mm. to come back because he wants to kill him. It's kind of kind of like Terminator, basically. He's got to kill Professor X to keep the future that he belongs in. Because uh, in his future, the mutants are controlled by the government. So everything uh, Professor X was worried about is true. They are controlled by the government and all this stuff. And uh, it, so the future's in limbo now because he came back. So Bastion comes back to kill him. Um, and right before he... Uh, so basically, Bastion wipes the floor with the X-Men because they're, like, untrained. A lot of them just got back from being dead for five years, which is still kind of a confusing thing. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, no. That, I, I scratched that one, and I forgot to cross it out. I didn't do the Bastion. <laughs> oh. I, I crossed it all out. I that was an alternate out. timeline. Uh, see, this is why. Right. So this is all so confusing. But, uh, my <laughs> just like the X-Men. The Ignore the whole Bastion angle. Because I was going to bring Rachel Summers in, but then I thought that might be too much time travel in the first movie. So I scratched that idea. So, okay, let's go back. Same thing. Professor X has a school. He's keeping everyone secret. He's worried about the government. Same shit. So 
the opening scene of the movie is Wolverine frantically running through the halls of the school as people turn to dust, right? Mm -hmm. um, because of the Thanos snap. And then Wolverine also disappears. Professor X does not disappear. So during the five years, Professor X continues to recruit mutants to his school to keep them safe. But also during this five-year time where there's half the world's population and there's like power vacuums and shit, uh, Sebastian Shaw has been growing the Hellfire Club and is putting evil mutants in positions of power across mm. the globe and shit like that. Um, so they're both kind of doing these, like he's like Professor X is trying to keep everyone like kind of undercover and still hidden. Shaw's using the 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 or the 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 power vacuum there to build up the Hellfire Club. So then the Stark snap happens, and Sebastian Shaw is like super fucking pissed because everything he's been doing for the last five years is kind of going out the window. So he decides, like, fuck it, I'm just going to full-on coup of the government, openly take over the U.S. government. Uh, he wants the mutants to have power. He's kind of the Magneto version here. Like, he's all, like, pro-mutants, but really he's just pro himself. Um, so Professor X gets into it with Shaw and shit like that, and right before... Uh, Sebastian Shaw's about to kill Xavier, Wolverine, and the others that were in the snap come back and they save him. So the team fights the Hellfire Club. Um, and, uh, you know, basically, to basically, they're fighting the Hellfire Club to one, stop them from doing the takeover that they want to do, but also they, Professor X is still like, we got to keep mutants secret. Like, that's his number one thing is nobody can know we exist or else shit is the whole dynamic of the plan is going to change. So, obviously, our team beats the Hellfire Club. And, uh, you know, as they're kind of, like, mopping up and shit like that, a newscast shows up. Like, you know, one of those, like, newscasts, like, like something terrible has happened, so every news agency is covering it. And the uh, news report is basically a mutant named uh, Magneto announces himself to the world and asks mutants to join his cause and start a revolution so Xavier's fucking pissed because he just put down like one threat that he thought was like a big threat but in the grand scheme of things it's a minor threat because now we have you know Magneto doing this shit so Charles is pissed um, you introduce Magneto at the end of the first movie set him up to be the villain for the second movie and then I have a uh, I have a post credit <coughs> scene Oh. so again Again, let me say, I know my movie is terrible. This was a terrible movie, but all, it, basically it's just served to get these characters into the MCU and set up a sequel. Like, that's pretty much what this movie needs to do. Um, but yeah, I have a post credit scene. I don't know if you thought about I that. I didn't, but I want to hear it. Uh, okay, so, my, so, I, so at the end of my movie, I introduced Magneto. So I'm going to introduce some of my other characters in the post credit mm -hmm. scenes, right? So... You know, obviously it's the MCU, so they're going to have something funny happening. So let's say the, the X-Men are at a pool party or oh, some yeah. shit, and everyone's cannonballing and shit. And then all of a sudden, uh, a portal opens up, and Cable and Rachel Summers come out telling Professor X they've come back in time to kill Magneto. So now you set up a, a sequel where you have Cable, who's the best X-Men character of all time pretty much, uh, Rachel Summers, who's the, the superior Phoenix, um, you know, wanting to kill, wanting to kill another mutant, and Professor X has to decide, like, do we kill this guy? I mean, this is all in the sequel, but he's like, I, you know, he's still like that idiot who wants to like not kill a mutant. Like, he believes that he can reform Magneto. Uh, the same bullshit that they've been doing in the movies for twenty years. Uh, and you know, my my guy Cable is like, fuck that, we're just gonna kill him first chance we get. So, uh, 
Yeah. So that would be my sequel is Cable taking over the X-Men and Professor X being a crybaby <laughs> about it. I dig it. Yeah, yeah I'm really uh, sort of embarrassed yeah, I like your movie. I, that I like your mine is so thin. No, I, I like yours is so good compared to mine. Mine is garbage. It's like I didn't want Magneto as the villain because I thought that was a cop-out. But the the X-Men's rogue gallery, as far as what is cinematic, is a little thin. Like, there's not a lot there. No. Unless they're fighting really the government. Not. So you could, you, could have like a, you could have a nameless, yeah, you could have like a sort of a generic government that they're fighting. Or you have Magneto, or you have like what? Like, you got uh. nothing. You got like, I mean, you can't go... You can't go ape shit in the first movie and have like Mojo in there or anything like that. Like it's got to be. I briefly considered Mojo just because of um, the alternate timeline opportunity. Um, but he's like another dimension, I guess. I don't know. It's uh, yeah, but you could you could you could have you could have like the opening scene could be Mojo with the Guardians of uh, the sure. Galaxy, and then you, you know something. I uh, yeah, I don't want to. Mojo's like banished yeah, to Earth. Yeah, I don't know for for this this. Uh, this, I this concept, uh, these characters that are supposed to be stand-ins for, you know, civil rights and equality and all that stuff to connect them to like the Marvel yeah. cosmic universe right out of the box feels really sort of awkward and clumsy. Right, right. Uh, it, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. the 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 trickiest part is gonna. I mean, the trickiest part of this whole thing. If I was. Uh, Kevin Feige, 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 yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's beige with an F, right? Feige. If I was Kevin Feige, that's the that's the hardest thing is how do you how do you bring the mutants into the MCU without and explain where have they been for the last fifteen years or twelve? Yeah, I don't want to deal with that. Whatever the timeline of the MCU is. Because you would think that if you're Professor X, the first time uh, the Avengers show up, or the first time, you know, Thor shows up, you can you'll be like, oh, it's okay for us to be us now. Like it's okay for yeah. That to know that's we that's kind of like, was kind of my thinking with um, the the idea that there's already superhumans, there's already the Avengers. So, like the general public, they they've never really gotten into what the world thinks of the Avengers outside of like the Sokovia Accords and they had the bit like people on the street sort of interviews at the end of the first Avengers movies where oh he saved me or Thor so right. fucking hot or whatever you know it's like uh right it, we haven't had that there we don't have a, a, a populist reaction to these things I mean there we haven't seen like Captain America t-shirts on people there's not like I mean they have the Stark Expo and everybody claps when Iron Man comes down but uh, uh, we, right. we don't have that. So I, I, I'm not, I don't know what the temperature is among the regular folks about this sort of stuff. Uh, I, I'm going to assume that right. they're, they're sort of like celebrities. Tony Stark is certainly a celebrity. I would imagine Steve Rogers, his identity is known, maybe. Maybe not, since he still lived in an apartment. So maybe he's... I, I don't know. I don't know. It's all very sort of gray uh i'm going under the assumption that these are known things like uh iron man is a a known thing thor obviously doesn't have an apartment on earth so he doesn't have to keep a secret identity um 
And there's... It, it, with the... with it, it, Also, you have the, the dissolution of Hydra slash S.H.I.E.L.D. So there's no sort of secret government entity that would go and scoop these people up. Um... Right, no one's right. recruiting. So, I don't know. You, you, I think most people would think it was kind of cool if the guy in the cubicle next to you all of a sudden could, you know, shoot electricity from his fingers or something. You know, he'd be, he'd be really popular. He'd be like, oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it would be a cool scene. I love your idea of just, you don't really have to explain it, just the Thanos snap... Sure, half the population died, but then, like, let's say point oh 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 one percent got abilities at the exact same moment. So you could have a scene in like a, like a like a office building in New York City where people start turning to dust, and then all of a sudden, like, laser beams start shooting out of some asshole's eyes, like literally as people are turning to dust around him. Like, it's such a good visual and such a good kind of idea and visual gag. I think. Um, I like that. And then you could even set the movie in the five years where there's there's that, that vacuum that I was talking about. Sure, where, yeah. You know, maybe the, maybe, the, maybe the remaining Avengers really aren't out that much. They're all feeling sad and shit's going south. Someone, someone has to step up to... I mean, the amount of looting and shit would be insane. Like, someone's got to step up to help people. You could have the, all these new mutants with all their new abilities during those five years trying to figure shit out. You know, like, protecting their neighbors and that kind of cool shit like you could set the first x-men movie in that five year and at the end of it people come back but maybe those people can't be mutants because you had to get your powers from the thanos staff yeah that that would be interesting you you might be able to turn uh the uh or play up the world that hates and fears them with that i i don't know how like people know about this I don't, people know about the disappearances. I, I, is Thanos a thing? Right. Did, I mean, did, uh, you know, um, did Iron Man go on TV at some point and say, oh, this is what happened? Was there an explanation? Did did anybody know anything? I, right. Oh, Steve was talking about Thanos and the support group five years later. So, yeah, oh, there, there must have been... There, there must be some common knowledge among among the people of what happened but initially you could have all of these mutants come out of the same event that destroyed half of the population and you can see a lot of people sort of uh, correlation does not equal causation but putting those things together oh this must have something to do with you know why my son isn't here anymore right yeah yeah that's just exactly what I was thinking while you were talking is People would hate and fear them because they wouldn't know why they wouldn't know why their son died and why their neighbor is now like uh, Colossus. Like they wouldn't know how to. Yeah, they wouldn't know how to correlate that. They would be angry. They'd be bitter. Like my son died and your son can now, you know, phase through walls or your son can now teleport. Why did my yeah. son die? Like they these mutants would these mutants. Would I, be I kinda feel resented because I don't know. I. I don't know. Yeah, there's opportunity in there, I think, for somebody smarter than me. Um, 
I will say one of the things I'm not looking forward to in Phase 4 is this five years later stuff. It it feels... Seems so problematic. it is, and I'm sure they'll find an interesting way to work with it, but just, I, I, I don't know. It's not something I'm interested in having explained. Like, as a narrative device, as this wrinkle, I just, I am not interested in it. It it feels like, I don't know. It, it's this thing that I don't want. And it... I, I I mean, I'm looking right. forward. Nah, I'm not even that. I'm sure they will come up with something cool, but I'm not looking forward to how they handle it. Yeah, I just thought, like, can you imagine the amount of uh, statutory rape cases that would come out of the five-year jump? Like, let's say, like, you're, like, a 17-year-old who's dating, like, a 16-year-old, and then, you know, the 16-year-old gets caught up in the snap. 17-year-old gets to be 23, and all of a sudden the love of their life comes back, but uh, the love of their life is still 16. You know, wh- what's the, what are you doing there? Like, what's the legality there? You can't just start banging that 16-year-old because now you're 23. I was n- not I expecting this episode to go this way. <laughs> I don't think that was really thought out <laughs> by Kevin Page. I don't think he really thought that story. I think through. you need to DM him your, you know, your like, concern here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got to be bullshit, right? Like you're like, like what if you're a senior in high school and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, class of like 2018, motherfuckers, we're gonna run this shit, we're gonna take charge of everything, and then you're caught in the snap, and then you come back, and you're like, fuck, class of 24 <laughs> or 23. Yeah. That'll be the next. Uh, like you got to get rid of all. Be your next Spider-Man movie. It'll be Spider-Man Far From Legal. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> <laughs> you got to get rid of all your like uh best friends forever 2018 shirts that everyone <laughs> signs you know like a graduation and shit like fuck Ugh. imagine having to redo your senior year five years later it would suck i mean math changes like shit's not the same anymore there's like new countries in africa like nothing's the same anymore you gotta like retake history problematic and i don't think enough thought was put into it and 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 now that i think about it it might be my least favorite thing about endgame i don't understand the arbit the arbitrary time jump um because now the mcu is in the future right wasn't the mcu in in, in our accurate reality like timeline like didn't didn't infinity war take wasn't that supposed to take place in 2017 in real life Yes. Yes. Talking about. But that's why. Yeah. Right. So now, so now every MCU movie from here forward, if it's not set in the past, is set in the, in future. the future. Doesn't it? It seems like something that is going to affect the every move, Marvel movie going forward, and I don't think it was necessary. <sighs> yeah. Just, I guess it was all Iron Man, huh? It just it you they had to get him into that place that they wanted him in with the kid and right because his arc pot. his arc so, was sacrifice right right so they had to give him something worth sacrificing so kid 
wife all yeah. that shit yeah but uh but yeah like as, as this narrative element to deal with now i am not envious of the screenwriters it seems like just a nightmare not a fan of it either all right should we mercifully put this one to bed do you think uh i guess um yeah i didn't include wolverine in my cast because i think he's a separate thing like did you did you see that tweet did you see the tweet famous tweet now about uh, the Weapon Apparently Plus not. thing that Disney leaked quote unquote where Captain America was the first weapon and they have these fake memos about like Wolverine and Phantom X and so no this is in the MCU or no this comics? is from Marvel Studios yeah so apparently Wolverine yeah, he's, it's going to be like a World War One story or something. Maybe at some point he'll cross over with Cap in World War II. And... I'm kind of into that. I'm into a, a Wolverine movie set. I know, am in not interested. Sorry. Well, you're just a hater. He could be a hard-boiled 1930s uh, yeah, private eye. Yeah, Patch. Have him be Patch. I don't like that idea either, though. In, I like, hate that. Uh, but he would be his own thing. I would not have him be a mutant. I would have him be part of the really? Weapon Plus program. Maybe after the snap, like he gets his, uh, he gets the claws or the healing, well, or the healing factor or something. But you could right. tack on one of his abilities that way. But no, I. I yeah, do the Weapon Plus thing. Maybe him, Deadpool, whoever the fuck else. Doesn't matter. Uh, that way you could have him Man. be... You could have him be a mutant after the snap. So you could have him Avenger-y when you want him to. You could have him X-Men-y when you want him to. And I don't know who I would who I would cast yeah. as my Wolverine yeah. either. Jeez, um, that's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, that... Uh, Casting was hard. This whole episode was hard. It's way too Gerard hard. Butler. Um, it kind of made it kind of made me uh, not like. It kind of made me feel bad for like people shit on all the new X Men movies because the last few have been terrible. But it just made me think like this is a hard franchise to pull off for whatever reason. Yeah, it's it's not um... why. <sighs> For as popular as they are, I don't feel like it's really like a mainstream sort of property. Right. It's so... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. Like, it was the... The fact that the MCU... Like, I thought about this when Guardians came out. Like, if they're going to put Rocket and Groot in a movie, they're, they're willing to do everything. But it still shocks me that, like, Phantom X is maybe part of MCU canon now. Like, that... Like they'll just, they can not fail. They could put whatever bizarre shit they want in anything, and it's gonna make. You know, <sighs> yeah, I don't know which out. way you go with X Men. Do you do you go like sort of goofy, lighthearted, sort of pop, campy, sort of Guardians of the Galaxy? Do you keep it more Avengery, grounded, Captain America sort of thing? I don't. I don't know which way you go with this when you have characters who represent something who have traditionally always represented this idea. I don't know. Putting them 
in, in spaceships and having them fight, you know, Mojo and giant robots and stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't know which way to go with this. I, I tonally, I don't know what to do with this property. It, it, it seems more difficult for some reason. I can't pinpoint why, but it seems a lot harder than. And it could just be that the Avengers essentially had, you know, they were all launching their own movies. They all they had like four to five main leads. Where the X Men, as soon as you're out of like Wolverine and Professor X, it gets dicey. You know, like, like who get who gives a shit about Cyclops? You know, like who cares about? Yeah, like, that's yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it, it's a giant cast, but the thing that the MCU movies have done is is built up these characters over so many movies so we had fuck how many movies did we have iron man in before he died 12 right yeah yeah right almost it's if i was thinking more and more about it if i'm the mcu i have a wolverine deadpool movie and i introduce the x-men in that the the first the first movie with mutants in it in the MCU is not an X Men movie, it's a like you said it's a Wolverine movie or it's a it's a Wolverine fight fighting Deadpool movie, you know. And at the end, maybe Xavier shows up to recruit Wolverine. You know, something. I like think that. you got to go the other way. I think it's got to be a straight X Men movie, and I think it's got to be good to get people to care about the X Men, Sans Wolverine and. Deadpool and like first class, but better. Maybe I don't know though. I I don't know where to go, but I do love your idea of the, the snap causing mutations. I think that's genius. It was totally um, original. All right, man. I gotta I gotta get back into the pool because it is hotter than Satan's butthole. Something. And I think we both I think we both have enough background noise to drive oh. the listeners nuts. So mission accomplished there. The um, Golden Road ride on IPA it's is fine. It's there's no pro- there's nothing wrong with it. I it it did not register, which and it was easy to drink. So I'll go ahead and give it a uh, a four. Wow. Four completely harm completely harmless wow. and enjoyable. I could drink a six pack of them. Um, and I, I'm I'm riding high on IPAs this weekend. I had a couple good ones yesterday, good one today. So, uh, yeah, shout out to IPAs. Shout out to good IPAs. Uh, all my bros out there. Uh, okay. So I guess uh, mercifully we're done here. Um, this episode's going to be up late, but if we do one next week, then you get one a little earlier. So <gasps> less of a wait, and maybe next week will be better. Lucky maybe you. Maybe next week we'll try. Yeah, listener. Um, Okay, until then, you can uh, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at TIG underscore show. You can go to patreon.com slash TIG show to support the show and be one of those cool kids who do that. Uh, Does that? Do that. Do, yeah. Just do it. Do it. Yeah, just do it. Um, All right, I guess that's it, man. Uh, thanks for uh, taking time out of your Thursday morning, Scott, and uh, or I guess it's Thursday afternoon, and uh, I'll talk to you next week. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Say goodbye, Scott. Goodbye, goodbye Scott. Scott. Goodbye, Scott.
rocks. 